there. Welcome to a rootin' tootin' southern-themed episode of Those Good Old Fashioned Values. I'm Ty. I'm here with Spencer and Andy and Bennett. And we're back hey, in everyone. Virginia, baby. Greetings. <laughs> what was that voice at the end? You were do you slip into like I think Austin I slipped into Powers Austin at Powers. the end? <laughs> so uh well, j- hi there. J- just I'm, for... a, I'm a genuine Southern debutante, and I'm feeling groovy, baby. <laughs> just, just for context, uh, I'm not from the South. Just you know. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, uh, I know, but the uh, the listener might not. You know. Uh, hey everyone. Uh, we're back on. Uh, we're back in Stoolbend, Virginia, to talk about the Cleveland show. And folks, I don't know about you all, but I think on our sixth episode of the Cleveland show, I, I think we've kind of run out of things to say. <laughs> yeah yeah it's i mean it, it is it's still bad it's bad in pretty much the exact same way it's <laughs> Let, let's be honest we ran out of things to say on our three episodes ago yes no la- last time we got a lot out of the uh choney stuff but even that like they got rid of her yeah. and yeah it's it's just it's very much it, it's just a show that is badly written and badly performed yeah. like it's it doesn't go deeper four than that. Four fucking seasons, too. Do you know how many shows would yeah. kill for four? There's got to be Probably at least a, a dozen. Um, <laughs> Fire, Firefly, yeah. am I right? Uh, Fire, fi- Firefly? Uh, so, we're doing something... Because it only got one season. We're doing... Fire, Fire... Joss Whedon's Firefly? We're, we're doing something a little different this episode. Uh, much like the iCarly episode on Patreon. Uh, if you're not on Patreon, you can go check that out. I needed a new angle to talk about the show from, so I brought in someone who's helped out at the show before, a childhood friend who grew up in Virginia to me. We both went to the same school Mike Henry did. Um, my friend uh, Bennett. Bennett, uh, say hi. I forced yeah. you to do this. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I'm sure a little yeah. fun. I don't think it's as dramatic as you were making it say. <laughs> But uh, we brought him in, and for the back half of this episode, we're not going to talk about the Cleveland show. We're just going to talk about the Mike Henry School and growing up in Richmond. But we'll oblige you all for the first half. A little bit of behind-the-scenes trivia. Bennett is basically the reason why this show exists, because <laughs> back a couple summers ago, uh, whenever we were hanging out with friends, you know, you know how... If you're hanging out with friends and just, like, the energy levels have dropped, there's always someone who throws, like try not to laugh challenge on the TV or something. <laughs> well, uh, we uh, we started putting on Family Guy funny moments like every time we hung out. And I think I developed my perverse... They were really funny. Yeah, we... Yeah. yeah. You, you were trying not to laugh and you just couldn't do it. The funny we... part was just watching Spencer die inside. Yeah. We, we sort of developed a weird relationship to it because we would watch Family Guy funny moments and... It was endless, but we were always thrown because there would be like two good jokes per compilation, and we 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 would like we would just like as it goes along try and figure out like which the good jokes were, which were the ones that they kind of killed by going on too long, and eventually that that sort of led me down the rabbit hole of watching Family Guy funny moments in my free time, and then <laughs> then this happened. Yeah, and then it evolved into the media empire that we are now standing about 11 months 11 months wow yeah it's crazy that we've been doing this for more than like three three days it there's there's no reason this should have gone Uh, oh yes there is the pandemic (laughs) 
<laughs> the world ended <laughs> yes, for a year, so you know. Yeah, but th- so thank you, Bennett, for for putting this whole project together, uh, <laughs> planting the seed in Spencer's mind, and allowing us to waste a year of our yeah, lives. Yeah, you should not be thanking me for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Bennett, you you like me are a connoisseur of uh, bad animated shit you've seen open season like four times now this year um, yeah <laughs> hell yeah yeah hell. i that saw that a- movie once like 10 years ago that it was not good uh are you team boog or team elliot mm. i'm probably team boog <laughs> i think i'm team boog too it's yeah, cool boog is awesome i i always forget yeah. uh that boog yeah yo i was at a party last night and one of my boys is like Apparently, he, like, went to high school with Boog, so he, like, introduced us. He's, like, seriously a chill yeah, guy. Yeah, he's really humble. Not expect that. <laughs> he's really humble yeah. in real life. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Uh, I heard his when his mom got sick, he, like, literally dropped out of the Woody Allen project to take care of her. It's like... <laughs> I, okay, here's the thing. He's a good dude. I always forget that Martin Lawrence voices Boog. Does he really? Yeah. I, That's awesome. I, I always forget. I always assume that in the movie, he just sounds, like, goofy or something. <laughs> so whatever, like, we throw on the movie, and then I hear boog's voice i'm just like wait did he always sound like that <laughs> apparently boog apparently in the four movies that they made of open season boog was voiced by a different actor in every <laughs> hell yeah that's that that is they, uh direct to dvd excellence right there yeah they could not it's it's not even like he was voiced by martin lawrence in the first and then they got like a you know a dan castellanetta like replacement like they did for fucking the aladdin direct to dvds and just kept him with that it was literally like every movie there the person was like fuck this i'm not coming back for this that that, that is a like I, that is a kevin michael richardson role if i've ever seen one yes he would do a great job with yeah. that i i also want to say that one of the funniest jumps downgrades in is so ashton kutcher does elliot in the first movie but then yeah but then and then joel, Mc- joel mchale in the second one Oh, f- I feel so bad for Joel McHale's uh, career yeah. post-community. Joel, Joel McHale rocks because he's, like, a really talented actor, but, like... He, yeah, it's, he's very good. It's sort of like the Battlestar Galactica effect where you have, like, the role of the lifetime, and then it just doesn't take yeah. off at all. So, and then no- so yeah. every other role is like, you die on CSI Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally like you were the head guy in like one of the best sitcoms of all time, and then your next role is like, hey, can you be like the backup Daniel Tosh? It's <laughs> so it's very sad. So, uh, Bennett, you know you've seen a lot of Family Guy. You know why we watch it because you also have right. the brain disease. Yeah. But I guess what I ask is, uh, I'll ask you the same question we had that Caleb, our last guest for the Cleveland Show episode, are we crazy for propping up? cleveland show as like such a worse thing than family guy no i i think because like family guy this just felt like family guy like four more seasons of family guy but like with much less charm it's kind of like the vibe i got yes it's did nothing different than family guy it's just the same exact thing but But with with a worse cast yeah and less budget and less cutaways which they still and this is something we've harped on every time. They still have not either gone all in on the cutaways or done away with them. It's like you get once every other, or you get one cutaway every other episode, and it's the least funny thing you've ever seen. It's yeah, yeah. I just did not understand the uh, point. Like fuck, every episode, I didn't laugh like a single time. What was it? Twelve episodes? Yeah. You know what the worst part about this batch is, Bennett, is that these 11 episodes, I mean, maybe I've just, like, lost my mind a little bit, but these 11 episodes are probably, like, the quote-unquote 
best batch we've watched. Well, I, uh, it, it, I, I wanna, it's like a five versus a four, basically, or something. Well, the, the, if the that. Big it's like a f- no, it's like a three point five versus a three. So, so right? I, I, I want to talk about that just for a second. Like, yeah, I would say there was nothing super like like. Okay, some of the episodes are really bad, but I would say on the whole, maybe you're right. But I think the one of the big things I noticed comparing this half of the season to the first half is that in the first half, there were, like, a bunch of, for lack of a better term, as I said last time, uh, event episodes of, like, here's, let's do this movie parody. Let's bring on these guest stars. Let's do X, Y, and Z. Whereas this half of the season, it's just, oh, we, we ran out of money. Let's just do, like, normal kind of cheap Cleveland show episodes. And, and I guess, like, the fact that they're trying less makes it less frustrating and annoying when it's bad. Mm. No, because they were never really trying. Yeah. No. <laughs> and this didn't also have a racist Latina plot, so we also, you know, have yeah, to give yeah, this sad. You bet it, you back. missed last season. They just got, <laughs> I mean, every other episode, they just decide one group of people that they hate. But uh, last season, it was Latina, like it was Latino people, basically. They just had, like, a Latina character who was extremely racist and mean. And that, was a, that was a fun time. Very good writing. Yeah. Is that is that a cut? So, Bennett, now that we have, like, two uh, Virginia residents there, is it common for Latina women to be mean to people there? I don't even no. think that's, like, a... Yeah, no, that's not. I don't think there's like big Latino populations in uh, okay, like yeah. Virginia and Sova. So Bennett, one of the things that Spencer has said is that because the show was made by Mike Henry and pushed by it, and he's from you know where you're from, that it does kind of ha- feel like you know it feels like Richmond. You're watching when your stool bend feels like Richmond, kind of authentic. Can can you at least say that's true? You know that is true. And there was that one episode. Uh, there's like the Richmond Theater. I don't know if that's just the name of that theater. I don't know if that was in a different town right. or something, but it was, it looked a lot like Richmond for sure. Yeah. The, um, I mean, it, Meg Henry is from your school. Like it, it makes sense that like he has a knowledge of like how to the, make it feel like the place where he like grew up what's and like real, got all of his formative experiences. Yeah. What's really, really Richmond about the Cleveland show is I like how Cleveland's neighborhood feels like the suburbs and the like in the country at the same the time yeah yeah it feels like yeah. the worst of both <laughs> so you've just got like yeah these, we got you got these like horrible mcmansions but like then like every house has like an acre of terrible land <laughs> yeah it's like yeah C- cleveland is like living in like his pretty solid house like across the street from a reclaimed yeah. brothel like yeah <laughs> yeah it's you yeah. know it's a, it's uh the the cast of the Cleveland show truly is a uh, dumpster filled with all kinds of white trash yes <laughs> that is the most authentically Richmond thing about this because we'll talk about this more in the second half but you is will go to school with like guy funny well yeah yeah it is but also like the the. <laughs> The Richmond thing, just of like half the people you we went to school with are just like little Lord Fauntleroy types who come from like rich pedophile families, and then there'll just be like a bunch of guys there who are the only reason they're not like spitting hayseeds and wearing barrels on their chest is because of the dress code. <laughs> so yeah, this uh, I I didn't hate this season as much as the other ones. I like laughed a couple of times. There was a joke where. Cleveland was like listening to the radio while he was driving a truck or something that I, I thought was like I, I I'm struggling to remember the details, which means it's maybe not as good as I remember, but I remember that was the first time I thought like this gag is a winner. This is a real good yeah. gag. So 
Bennett, like, you know mm-hmm. how, like, Family Guy has only, like, one or two good jokes an episode? This, you're lucky yeah. if you get that a season. Yeah, that was the, the vibe I got, and I must have been in the first half, because <laughs> it wasn't in the second. It wasn't. I uh, mean, the the depressing part is that these episodes are, like, yeah, like Spencer was saying, like, maybe at least at the middle of the pack of, like, the average... I would say harmless um, is... Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this went down easy. Yeah. Like there was some there's like a stretch in season two or something where like every episode was like a one out of ten, and I just like <laughs> did right. not want to be alive anymore. <laughs> so since we're not gonna do them in the back half, are there any episodes you guys wanna talk about? There's an episode uh, that's like the point of it is that men and women can't be friends and like the episode yeah, agrees and, with the, that. and that's the moral, yeah. Yeah. It's not even, like, the premise of the episode. Like, at the end, they're like, you know what? You're right. Men and women really can't be friends ever or else they'll try to fuck each other. That's the best part, too, is because there's, like, zero sexual tension between Cleveland and his female friend. She's just, like, a slightly annoying person to go to work with. She's just, like, a nice woman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, a little too chipper office woman. And she's just, like, being nice to him. And then, like, Donna's like damn you you're basically cheating on me i'm gonna hang out with this guy who is like actively yeah. shouting from the rooftops his intention to dick me down these are the same thing yeah. <laughs> so I, I i also want to say shout out the uh the episode where cleveland is declared the the whitest black man in america because like yeah that's that's, that's a, it, a he's voiced by a white man yeah exactly yes. You might as well give that. I mean, also, yeah. I'm looking at the the Wikipedia listings. He's white. Also, I I'm looking for the at the Wikipedia listings for episodes of the season. Good to see Bill Oakley came back to write another episode. God, which uh, one good, did Bill Oakley write? He didn't have anything. He else did uh, American Prankster, which actually wasn't a terrible one. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot better than harmless. Bill Oakley's previous episode. Bill Oakley, one of the worst episode. episodes of season one. Yeah, Bill Oakley, again, for people just tuning in, Bill Oakley is, like, one of the key figures of, like, the god years of The Simpsons. Like, he and Josh Weinstein ran The Simpsons for seasons six, seven, and eight and wrote a bunch of episodes before it. And also, like, literally as soon as Bill Oakley left The Simpsons, the show started to suck. Like, he is... Yeah. He he is basically the key genius. He is the, like, Dan Harmon to community or whatever. And it's it's so funny how, like, after... After he left The Simpsons for Greener Pastures, it's like, hey, can you do a favor for Mike Henry and The Cleveland Show? Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's a fuck-off job that they probably paid him fairly well for. I, I don't begrudge him anything, but it is, like, sad to see. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm looking at, you know, his, his Wikipedia credits and, like, hasn't really done anything. So- is he the one who, is it Bill Oakley or Josh Weinstein that did the fast food podcast? That's probably more interesting than most of the shows he's, he's written for. I think that's for, Bill so Oakley. So- Okay, I think yeah. it's Bill Oakley. Yeah, uh, I I think really the only thing that was interesting enough to like catch my attention in this season was the episode with like the musical thing with Darren, Chris, and Fergie in it, which I don't think the lyrics were particularly good, but honestly, like it was pretty well composed. Like, and yeah. I mean, Fergie isn't the best singer ever, but like she can hold, she can carry a tune, and Darren, Chris is very talented. It's like. That honestly was the first thing in this show that I think I could say, like, I outright kind of liked. Oh, also. Was the whole, like, Jesus freak, or a Jewish guy and an atheist can be over a Jesus freak who's, like, turned on by sin. That's a cool premise. Yeah. Mm. Uh, shout out also to the the episode where Cleveland is the, the whitest black man in America for being uh, the most dated episode of the season, considering its its opening plot is 
Justin Bieber and Cleveland liking. Yeah, it Justin came out Bieber. in 2014. And this came out in like 2013. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, no, it was 2011, 2012. So that's that's a little oh, okay. better. Okay. That's yeah, that's a little bit better. If it came out in 2014, it's like getting mad at Hans. <laughs> it's like getting mad at Hanson now. I love getting mad at Hannah Montana in the year 2025. <laughs> Yeah. I love getting so mad about the boy band wars in the 2030s. Hannah Montana will <laughs> Hannah Montana will be the first Twitter discourse of the year 2025. Look, look De- out for it. Declaring jihad on the Backstreet Boys in the year 3000. <laughs> getting mad at Barry Manilow while the sun explodes. Yeah, but um, you know what? On the thing of like Cleveland is the whitest black man, there are so, I think more than there have ever been in this show, there are so many like little jabs at like, yeah, we get it, you know, Cleveland is voiced by a white actor, but guess what? He's still an accurate depiction of a black man. There, There's like at least a half a dozen of those jokes in the back half of the season. And it's like, it feels like they're trying to compensate for something like, like visible, like they know that what they're doing is. I, like, I would say they read like YouTube comments or whatever on this show, but, but people didn't watch this show. So, yeah. No, I, and I don't think they have, but I think, like, there there must have been at least oh, some yeah, they, critical shit floating around at the time. They, yeah. they have to know that everyone fucking hates them. There's no way they don't. Like, because usually the way um, animation TV cycles work is that, um, at least later on in the decade, I don't know if this was still the standard by 2011, 2012, but is the first two seasons are produced earlier, and then the third season is sort of the next production cycle after the, the show airs. So, like, by this point, they probably can tell that, yeah, okay, people aren't really liking us. But, like, Mm. because, again, the the show... There's a part in this where they beg not to be canceled. That's really funny. (laughs) There's a couple where he's, like, Cleveland, like, makes fun, like, very, very, like... Uh, gently pokes fun at a show that was already canceled and then he basically does like the you know please don't kill me you know i'll suck your dick man <laughs> like to fox it's it's really i mean if i was able to invest more emotion into the show by this point it would be really sad to watch yeah. like how much they're kind of flailing around knowing that like everyone hates this show and they're probably not going to get another two seasons yeah i mean <laughs> if if american dad was like please don't put us on tbs i would be like oh they really yeah, didn't exactly. want to go but here it's like die fucking die I mean- <laughs> Yeah, it feels, it, I mean, it literally does feel like in a mob movie, like, there's always the rat who, like, gets caught and then is begging for, it's like, it feels like Cleveland Show is, like, the rat of the Fox animation domination lineup. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I don't want to say it's, like, it's not sad and like, that I feel bad for it way, but it's the sad and like, uh, this makes me feel, like, I, I can feel the desperation emanating off of the people who work on this show. It's, yeah, it's just hard to watch. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm struggling to look for other points of interest to talk. Do, do about. you want to talk about the episode where uh, Cleveland Junior becomes a they mab? Oh yeah, there's uh, a oh right. <laughs> there's an episode where Cleveland Junior he gets a remodel, but or like a he he get yeah he gets a makeover, but the makeover is just he 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 looks like a lesbian, and then a lesbian skater girl falls in love with him and that that's like the premise of the episode the the end of that episode is so fucking offensive to me because like do you know how many straight chicks who wear like a flannel there are who look exactly like who give off exactly the vibe that roberta does at the end of that yeah where where it's like you're what you look at them and you're like okay well she's not a lesbian but like she's trying her hardest to look like one and it's a very off-putting vibe. Uh, also, Bill Oakley is co-credited for the story that season. So, Woo! Uh, but yeah, 
Uh, I mean, it's... I mean, it's not actually... I will say of that episode, it's not the worst premise that they've done. Yeah. The snack food one is kind of dire, but, like, the, the whole... Like, the, the A plot of that is... Had had the show had, like, more joke writing chops and maybe even, like, the resources to, like, actually put towards making a good show, I could see something, like, being pulled off Yeah, of there, there's a couple episodes... I was just gonna say, I like to believe that the A plot where, uh... Cleveland gets very interest, interested in raiding Hot Pockets and, and, and or, you know, ranking them on Wikipedia or whatever, uh, is, is what uh, helped inspire Bill Oakley to make his fast food podcast. Possibly. No, the... Andy, that's that's like your dream podcast right there, I just wanted to say. like <laughs> I was waiting for you to make the crack. <laughs> that, that, that would... That's going to be an what Andy spins off Bill, when the Bill show Oakley, eventually crashes and burns. Bill Oakley, please have Andy on. His f Andy on. <laughs> I don't even, I'm going to be honest. Even I'm too good for Hot Pockets. I'm not, actually. But like I don't, I don't like even like them that either. much. Yeah. I, I could easily just heat up some meat in a pan. I don't yeah. need to eat a whole... like fucking plastic you know plastic wrapper around like yeah. whatever lips they threw out at the mcdonald's factory i'm i'm solid but yes reviewing frozen garbage yeah i would love that don't, don't yeah. my, i can't even pretend to deny it uh it's just hot pockets specifically don't do it for me anyway where are you going spencer i also wanted to say i had a similar feeling to tie with the the college plot i feel like that one could have been good if like they knew what they were doing like having cleveland trying to convince his daughter to go to go to college and him trying to be like the relive his past glories but then getting bullied i don't know it's a very standard plot but it has like especially because like yeah but and and also like i mean very very low bar but like th that is one of like maybe three times in the show that actually they like the show tried to give roberta any depth and like it, it's sad i mean it's sad that it was like they did not really have anything to do with it much like any episode on the show but it's like like, at least, I guess, they're trying something. The spin doctor's needle drop in that episode. <laughs> Me and my, like, college friends since freshman year have always, like, put on the Twin Princes. That was kind of our, like, our bullshit college anthem as a joke. So when that episode dropped it, I was like, fuck. Yeah. We had <laughs> a... a Bennett and I yeah. had a similar experience when we... What we do is whenever we're hanging out, we usually just put on, like, a really bad movie. And we watched The Wild recently, <laughs> like oh, the yeah. the Madagascar knockoff that got. Uh, by the way, tie in with Get Cynical. Doug Walker is a very huge defender of that movie. The Wild. What movie? The, the wild. wild. Just, just look. Oh. look. Everyone listening, just look up a photo of The Wild. It's it looks. <laughs> Ty, do you remember like fifteen years ago when Disney and and uh, Pixar were fighting, so Disney made their own mostly bad CGI animated films. The Wild is that, but it's also a Madagascar ripoff. Yeah, and awesome. um, it, it it like just look at the poster and all the characters just—they <laughs> don't look good. <laughs> they... Wasn't there a clocks? A oh god, play I remember drop? this. Yeah, it has Patrick Warburton in it. At least I can. And I Kevin can Michael say Richardson. That. Is he the koala? Uh, Patrick, I forget what Patrick Warburton is. Kevin Michael Richardson is like the the lion's dad. But um, fuck yeah, I I totally remember the seeing sh like uh, commercials for this movie. God, this looks so fucking bad. There are a lot of kids' movies like The Wild that like nobody else you saw, but you probably got like a Happy Meal toy of it lying yeah. around at some yeah. point. In yes, your life. yeah. The The Wild though, there was a moment where we were all watching it, and then Clocks by Coldplay came <laughs> on in the movie, and we all just like looked around, and we were just like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
The Wild is a The Wild is a 2006 3D computer animated comedy film directed by animator Steve Spaz Williams. But uh, I remember I I just kept saying when we were watching The Wild, man, this really happened. This 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 is this really happened. <laughs> this is real. They they caught this on film. No, the the and, best and the fucked up thing is it's probably not even the worst CGI Disney film from that era. The best bad film we watched was Aragon. Aragon. <laughs> Eric, we were just watching. It wasn't Disney, was it? That wasn't Disney, but it, there was like no. I'm saying like a, the Wild was. Aragon no, the Wild is, was Buena Vista Pictures. Yeah, that's owned by Disney. Is that owned by Disney? Yes. Fuck. They yeah, they so were too ashamed arms. to put their own name on that, but that, they, that is them. Well, there you go. Eric. Fuck. Eric. I remember we were watching Aragon, <laughs> which has like a big CG dragon, <laughs> and. and and then it just sees like the CG dragon at first, and he just says, "That is a man. That that is a <laughs> that is a human being." So also, um, yeah, they they heard Bennett said say that, and that's what they did for the Hobbit. I, I read some of the books exactly. as of the for Aragon as a kid. Did you catch on very quickly to how clearly not New Hope that was? Of like, oh yeah, this is just Star Wars. I never read Aragon. I read uh, Dragon Rider, which was like the Aragon knockoff. But um. Anyway, uh... Okay, an Aragon, Aragon is already a knockoff, so, like, reading an Aragon knockoff is like, yeah. instead of eating store-brand cereal, you're drinking out of a puddle yeah. outside. Yeah, I, it's whatever the generic version of, like, corn flakes are. But, yeah. um, yeah, so, Bennett, you know, since we're, I think, uh, wrapping up this first half, you know, letting you two riff in general about your... Your, yeah. your childhoods and fun adventures in Richmond. I, I guess I gotta ask since you've been kind of quiet. Do you have any mm -hmm. final thoughts on the Cleveland show, or like anything specific you wanna shout out? It was like genuinely one of the most forgetful like pieces of media I've ever consumed. You know what? Yeah. That's good. You don't want the show to stick with you. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty glad yeah. about that. It, the best you can hope for after watching this show is that you forget it the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it made I, can't, I don't even remember half the characters' names. <laughs> <laughs> it made it made Caleb black. Caleb's, Caleb did a Rallo impression for like a quarter of of, of the episode we have on for it. It's so good. Yeah. Damn. But no, uh, yeah, th this is easily the most forgettable the Cleveland show has ever been. And thank fucking God, honestly. And yeah. and hey, Ty, you know what? You know what? Next time we do it, final season. We're almost yeah. done. Final season. We're yeah. we're make we're making our way through this thing. Yeah. For I think. We're going to have to do gimmicks from now on, so I guess for the last episode, we'll have to kill ourselves on air. <laughs> <laughs> We're, yeah, it's just like the end of Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. All oh, right. Fuck. Uh, all okay. right, I think that's uh, going to do will... it. Yeah, I'm looking, f I'm looking forward to editing what you guys say next. Uh, this is a peace out from me and Andy. It was, it was nice uh, getting to hang out with you, Bennett. You seem cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Come back yeah. on when you get a chance. Yeah, maybe for a different TV show. <laughs> maybe, hopefully. For yeah, hopefully next time we can get you on a good show. But, uh, you know, no promises, considering we how yeah. much garbage yeah. we watch. Yeah, so that's going to do it. Yeah. And we'll be back. And it's just going to be me and Bennett talking about growing up in Virginia. All right. Catch you on the flip side.
And we're back, folks. It's just me and Bennett now, and uh, we don't want to talk about the Cleveland show anymore, so we're just going to talk about Virginia. Uh, the, the first thing I wanted to say about the Cleveland show is that the, the most accurate character in the whole show, I've mentioned this a little bit before on the podcast, but Roberta's boyfriend, the Kevin Federline character, is like a pitch-perfect uh, representation of like annoying wankstas from the South. It's so good. The Yeah. Oh, go on. The the I guess I guess we shouldn't say. Yeah, uh, we're not gonna say names. Last names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, the kid. Honestly, I'm surprised he didn't get kicked out of school sooner than he did. Yeah. He got suspended but a bunch. Kind of like the. Yeah, that is true. I mean, we could have predicted. I remember in like kindergarten, I got in some big trouble because of him, because he like destroyed the bathroom. <laughs> And I was somehow tied to it, <laughs> so yeah. I got in trouble with him. Yeah, no, he. I feel like if you get suspended when you're like in elementary school, that's usually a sign that good things are gonna happen. Like getting suspended in middle school, it's like it's whatever. Like everyone's a shithead in middle school, but in elementary school, if you get suspended, it usually means you're some type of demon. And I think he got like suspended for like telling, calling some kid like a bitch or something. <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> it was so dumb but no he he rocked the kevin federline at our school rocked he um he would like he brought a gun to school one time i think like he just had a gun <laughs> in his backpack and we're like this yeah, like he had, he had gun and like his dip and he was this like really real it was like this really bougie upper crust school and he's just this kid going hey yo man i'm i'm a i'm a gangsta and he just goes to this like insanely wealthy school <laughs> and he, he he was like doing dip in like middle school too which was cool but i just remember like him just on the back of the bus when we were coming back from like sports on the back of the bus he was just showing his dip to everyone <laughs> it was so oh god he rocked he got kicked out of school the details are fuzzy like when when a kid gets like kicked out of school especially like a really wealthy one um everyone kind of has to like rush him on together what happened basically like <laughs> like a teacher there was one teacher who just like disappeared and then like a couple a couple weeks later people found out that he got a dui <laughs> that's how that's how it works at these places like we find out but like th there's like a week where no one really knows what's going on but this kid i'm pretty sure what happened is that he tried to like rob his drug dealer at gunpoint and shots were fired or something and then he got arrested he went to juvie and they kicked him out of school yeah i think he i think he shot i mean all this could be not true but i think he shot his drug dealer like in the hand <laughs> in the process of it all and they were in like a public area like yeah not like not smart yeah no, the Kevin Federline character was cool too because at our school, basically they there's mandatory sports requirements. You have to do two seasons of sports uh, a year. But by the time you get to high school, like half the kids, a bunch of kids can't make other like sports teams or they just don't really want to. So they have like backup jack off programs for kids. Like they have track and field, obviously, but like the real fuck off program is called like fitness. And it's basically you just like do... Like you run laps for like thirty minutes and then you play games basically. And I it's... was just remembering from my senior year winter fitness that like coach had us playing. We'd like spread out in the field and get assigned a farm animal. 
And then you'd have to make that farm animal sound with your eyes closed and try to find the other people that were the same farm animal as you. And it was literally like the most demeaning thing I've ever done. (laughs) It is like if we just had some like bald guy make us do push-ups for an hour, that would be like less demeaning. But Oh, yeah. But like I think it was my freshman year of high school and this kid was in our uh, fitness and he would just like try to pick fights with the seniors there and like if you're a senior doing fitness you are just like just a shithead and don't want to do anything but he just kept trying to pick fights with this one senior this is because this one senior would just like fuck with him and the senior would just like uh, senior would just like ignore him because he didn't want to get in trouble <laughs> and he would just try to pick fights and it built to like a head eventually where uh in the spring like <laughs> he just eventually just Started. To, he tried to pick a fight again, but the senior was just like fed up with it. So he just like punched him once or something, <laughs> and he just like went down immediately. And then he immediately tried to snitch on the senior, and the coach was just like, "I don't care, man. This is your problem." <laughs> and then he went to like the 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 dean of the school and uh like the dean of discipline. He was like he was like the vice principal or something, and the vice principal also was just like. I don't care, man. I I really like this is your fault. (laughs) And again, this is a school where you cannot fight anyone. Like it's a really, really wealthy school. Fights and bullying didn't really happen in the way they do at like public schools. So in order to not get in trouble for hitting someone, you have to be like a next level shithead. Yeah. Should we talk about the the whole uh, child bride? Yes. Situation. Yes. So when we were in college, (laughs) he had a fucking um. He was posting photos on Instagram with his girlfriend and like every six months would be like, it's like, Ayo, man, she broke my heart or something. Or he would like post some like messy Facebook person thing. It's like, I love you so much, baby girl. We've been through so much together, but you know, that we, we, str- we see each other and we know each other and w- we fight, but we always make up and it's always beautiful when we make up. Like just, <laughs> just type that type of like insanely unstable living your life in public Facebook person. And I think like at one point we realized that she was just like 15 years old or something. (laughs) And we were in college. So he was like 19 or 20. Yeah, he was 19 or 20. And she was just like 15. (laughs) 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 So good when we learned that. And uh, then it kind of evolved. I, I think they like had finally kind of split up. Yeah permanently well he proposed to her first and they were like engaged for like a month (laughs) this was like six months into their relationship yeah keep in mind yeah yeah they 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 were it was six months into the relationship they proposed and then like they kept like breaking up and getting back together and i remembered like at one point there was a grade-wide group chat and it stopped being active once we all graduated but like occasionally it would get active like it got active again when uh, UVA, which is the school, uh, the school we went to is basically a pipeline to get people into UVA. And I remember there was the one year during March Madness where UVA, which was a one seed, lost to a 16 seed. And we were all just talking shit in there. It's like, yeah, UVA fucking sucks. And it got active again. But one time it got active and someone just said, it's like, hey, man, are we invited to the wedding? And then Bennett just chimed in with, and her sweet 16, and then someone tried to, like, fight you in the chat about that. Yeah, they. that's the weirdest part. It was not the kid that was, like, dating the child bride, some other random kid in our grade. And there was really no tension at our high school for the most part. Like, yeah. 
all the all the guys kind of got along yeah. but he this kid was mad at me for like calling out this person for having like a child bride yeah <laughs> yeah no there, there there was no real tension among the guys at i think like one sophomore year rolled around like there were three guys everyone didn't like and then that's about it yeah there's that one kid who oh fuck i just remembered our kevin fetter line and one of the kids everyone avoided because he had uh he had mild dylan klebold energy <laughs> it was like they got in a fight once and the kevin fetter line type was like threatening to like take the air out of his tires <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was awesome but no there there was no there was no real te- tension there the girls on the other hand they all hated each other like yeah. i remember bennett and i like after like late senior year we were hanging out with uh like some female friends of ours and they were just explaining like the dirt on every single girl at the school and we were just like did anyone here get along <laughs> like one time I, I cleveland show was accurate that there was like a lot of interwoman bullying at the school, but like every girl there was a mean girl. So at one point, mm-hmm. like they just decided they didn't like this one girl. We'll just call her Annie. So like something like 75% of the girls in our grade just got together and made a Google doc where they listed all the reasons why they didn't like Annie. And then they added her to the Google doc. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the meanest thing like that's I've ever heard happen to anyone. <laughs> just like just straight up ruining her life for no reason. <laughs> Oh, but we got it. The uh, the child bride saga continued when like this was after after the marriage proposal, after like a final breakup. Yeah. And then there was like a Facebook post that started going around, and the girl was like missing. <laughs> oh yeah, for like forty eight hours. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like the the kid killed her or something. Like yeah. The the weird thing about places like the school, I guess this is kind of common at like every school, but it feels especially common at like private schools where just some of the kids there are just like actual clinical psychopaths. Like they actually fit the medical criteria for like antisocial personality disorder. And one kid like stapled Bennett's shoulder at one point and like kicked it. Like Bennett and I were working on a project after school and this kid just ran up in and just kicked Bennett in the back as hard as he could. And he was at the time one of like my decently good friends. Yeah. And this is kind of when I started realizing like, oh, this guy's <laughs> absolutely insane. Yeah. No, the best part about the uh the stapling saga is he went up and he stapled his hand. His own hand. Yeah, his own hand. It was bleeding everywhere. And he pulled it out and there was just blood running out. And he walked out and then Bennett, I, and him, like we we met up with the rest of our friend group. And then the guy just immediately said, oh yeah, Bennett did this to me. And it wasn't even a joke. He was just actually placing the blame on Bennett. But we all thought it was a joke. So we were just laughing like, yeah, Bennett, why did you do that? Well, Ben, why did you do that? And meanwhile, Bennett's just like, uh, what? Yeah, that's some, yeah. We also had like some, uh, we're jumping around a lot, but during our assemblies, we actually had some like decently famous people come and talk with us. Uh, the funniest example, though, and by far the most famous person was Ken Burns, the Civil War documentary guy. <laughs> and we were just so fucking disrespectful. It was awesome. <laughs> we would get feral during yeah. our like our uh, like meetings, yeah. or, like school meetings. Oh, I remember one time. I think this was yeah, this was a uh, middle school. But this uh, young adult author came and talked with us. And he seemed like a pretty cool guy, actually. And he he talked for the first half about um, 
writing. And then the second half he just talked about his son. And his son was like, you know, just a wild kid. And during the Q&A session afterwards, and this this is like, this is the closest to like ego death I've ever felt in my life. Some kid <laughs> raised his hand and just dead on asked the... <laughs> Asked the speaker, is your son autistic? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't able to really process that at the time. I forgot about it. And then like four years later, I just remembered it. And I was like, (laughs) can you imagine just being one of the teachers just sitting near there and just hearing that (laughs) to the guest speaker? (laughs) Yeah, we should not have been entrusted with all of those speakers. But the Ken Burns one was great. Like a friend of ours just fell asleep while Ken Burns was talking and he had to write a letter apologizing to Ken Burns, <laughs> which I feel like is That's worse. That's honestly a good story to have. Which I honestly feel like is worse than if they just pretend it didn't happen because if I'm Ken Burns and like some kid is writing a letter apologizing for falling asleep, I would be like, you really shouldn't have done this. Just ma- This just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was a kid once too. Like this, this just happens. Oh God, <laughs> what's the uh, what's that other Google Doc story where that kid a couple grades below us? Oh, he, I think he had like he made like a master Google Doc of like porn or something. <laughs> it might have been child, like it might have been of students. Yeah, for all I know. Oh God, but yeah, he promptly got kicked out of school. <laughs> I, I can't remember if it was like porn stars or what. Yeah. But. No, I we I mentioned this on Twitter before, but a kid got kicked out of school because his friends paid Johnny Sins to endorse his student government run. And <laughs> Johnny Sins in the video was like, you got to vote for or I'm going to fuck your I'm going to fuck your mom, your sister and your grandmas in the asses until they can't walk anymore. Vote for and just he immediately got kicked out of school. <laughs> honestly that's the best way to go yeah no because the same year some kid got kicked out of school for running like a nazi discord server Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah oh god no yeah the the google doc story uh reminded me of how the golf team had a joint shared porn account bennett you were on the golf (laughs) team they had a joint shared brazzers account and they would (laughs) the password i'm not going to say the real password but the password at the time was just like something like party all the time nine or something like that and people would just shout like party all the time nine in class and teachers would just get confused it wasn't originally the golf team's account i think it was like penn state the penn state lacrosse team's shared porn account and then one of the seniors like was friends with someone on the penn state lacrosse team and spread it to us yeah (laughs) and then it got shut down after like thousands of people were using the account (laughs) yeah oh god no that was great we did the assembly thing once of we i think this might have been for ken burns it might have been for a different writer but we did the thing where they just like (laughs) this is the best bit you can do during any like assembly where you just like start clapping after everything they say Like, it, you, if you do it like after every line, it winds up the authority figures. Like they get furious within like two minutes. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Oh yeah. Oh god. I remember there's this kid who was just such a dipshit who was running against like the tryhard yes. class president in our class, and then he he gets on stage for his like class president speech, just instantly has like a horrible voice crack and then just starts like hacking up a lung for like 
a good 30 seconds and then just gives like the shakiest worst speech and ends it with the like what's the uh the hunger games like whistle you know like the yeah and uh he somehow managed to lose which was it was 100 percent rigged by the teachers because everyone voted for him yeah i promise after that yeah no they it was a tie at first and then they uh and then they had a recount and i i am almost positive they rigged it against him you can't have a tie with like hundreds of votes yeah you know oh yeah elect election the movie just happened to us basically god we're jumping around but the dipshit kids at our like the troublemaking kids at our school were some of the coolest like there's this one class mm-hmm. that we were in and the teacher just fucking um just went on this rant about like alternative medicine being good this one kid who was like the bravest man i've ever met in my life just (laughs) straight up to her face said that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard and she couldn't even get him in trouble she just turned beet red and just yelled at him and he was just grinning like the devil Yeah, he he was the king of just like talking shit directly to teachers' faces, and he was so confident that they never got him in trouble. Yeah, it it was really really incredible. God, what else? Um, have you told the uh, the catfish story before? Oh God, um, the catfish story. This is like the darkest story that's ever. It's really funny, but it's dark. This one kid catfished another kid like pretended to be his crush and catfished him into making like gay porn with him that they made in like one of the school bathrooms and and eventually they had to fucking they had to fucking kick uh they kicked the well the way it happens is that like the as soon as the rumor got out uh that they like made gay porn one of the kids started getting like they got bullied a lot and one of them eventually (laughs) went i think it was the uh the catfishy or the catfisher went to the dean and was like, I'm getting bullied. And it's like, for what? And then he explained what happened. He's like, okay, well, you're getting kicked out of school. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're out of school now. Well, also the catfishing, I, this doesn't make any sense, but apparently the catfisher said to the catfishy, if you make this like gay porn video with me, the, your crush like said she wanted to see that yeah so you need to make this video so you can get with your crush yeah i love which is just like i love my fujoshi crush that wants to see child porn yeah <laughs> god damn. that was so so good oh boy no there there was just a. Uh, it was also great because it, it, it's like a college prep school but i think bennett and i kind of realized that nothing mattered by fucking senior year or something so we, everyone else would just be like doing hours of homework every night. And Bennett and I would just roll up in the computer lab every morning, like an hour before school started and just do half of our homework there and be good. Uh, yeah. Oh man. What, um, oh, middle school gym. I've told, I, this was a basis <laughs> of a speech I gave uh, senior year, but middle school gym was one of the funniest things we've ever had. Oh yeah. Middle school gym rocked because it, it was run by like, fitness nerds but they were like people who didn't know shit about fitness so they would just like make us do weight rooms all the time but they were really shitty ineffectual weight rooms and it was all just really annoying um but the we used to have game day but eventually the teachers got mad at us for just fucking around on game day all the time like we would play basketball one time, but then people just started fighting each other. And the teachers <laughs> kept having to call timeout and saying, this is completely unacceptable. What the f- what the hell are you doing? 
and eventually they introduced like the five minute workout that we'd have to do before every uh every game day and it was just like a organized like five minute series like circuit of fake exercises like it would all just be like shitty weightless lunges and just yeah it was all exercises that do not build any muscle at all they're like crossfit girl exercises basically and we got pissed by that pretty quickly so there were these two kids and they would also just like rush through everything so you just kind of had to cut reps all the time or else you'd get really behind but these two kids like pissed off the teachers by they would do every single rep like exactingly and <laughs> they just did it with like the happiest grin on their faces every time <laughs> like just do 20 lunges which means do 14 shitty lunges and move on to the next thing but they would do 20 just like really really slow physical therapy type lunges and they <laughs> and then sometimes like halfway through they would get to like halfway through it's like oops i lost count better start again <laughs> but the peak of that was when one of them just <laughs> climbed in a trash can and hit in the <laughs> trash can for the entire fucking workout and did not get caught <laughs> i'm so jealous of that kid. no I-, I think we'll end it by talking about a senior assassin oh yeah so i don't know if every school like if your school did this but our school had a um for seniors they had this thing called senior assassin where essentially you would get a target and you have to get that person out with a, a nerf gun basically and there are all these rules like you can't The important rule was you can't get anyone out while they're naked. And, you know, there's also you can't use the Nerf guns at school. You can't do it during school hours um, or school events. Cars. If you're touching a car in a car, you're off limits. Which, by the way, the naked rule is what ended up getting it canceled a couple years down the line. Because, like, when it got down to the last, like, 12 people, they would just be naked all the time. They would just be, like, walking around naked in their house. And it would just not wear a robe. Yeah, Yeah, it it would just not be cool for the girls because they just have to, like, sit around naked while all these, like, guys are just, like, trying to attack them at their house. But ours got, like, out of hand really fast. Uh, It started off normal at first. One of our best friends got his, uh, got his girlfriend out. (laughs) But, um, during the last, like, 12 people, like, they, the one time, like, this group just, like, like, rammed a kid's garage like they were chasing they were it was like a car chase and it ended with them <laughs> ramming the garage and they eventually they rammed it and then the kid's dad came out with a bat and just started like saying like get the fuck off my property <laughs> he was he was like swinging towards their car they like quickly drove away but he would have just started smashing their car if they didn't go quick yeah no it, that was wild and i remember like the same kid who stapled his hand was just like talking to us enthusiastically. It's like, okay, I got a plan to get out my target out. We're going to capture him. We're going to stuff him in a dog crate. And then we're going to drive him out to the woods and shoot him there. And I remember just like all of us just being like, that's just kidnapping. <laughs> like well, one person was like joking along like, yeah, like, ha, like, yeah, that sounds funny. And then an hour later when we were talking about it, realized that he was like, serious and wasn't making a joke like he actually was planning on doing that yeah it was like you are just doing kidnapping man you you are just fucking doing kidnapping are there any other great stories from when we were there um there was that one i mean this isn't the during that like feast of yule roast when the person brought up in front of all the teachers how that one kid 
in high school would like fuck his stuffed animal that he called the same name as his girlfriend. Yeah. Oh God. Oh man. So we had this thing called the feast of Yule, which was this event for the guys. And part of it was that the teachers would roast the students and the students would roast the teachers. And then we'd like spend the night uh, locked in at the school. But what happened eventually was, is that kids would get too wild there. Like one time a kid just took a shit on the roof. So they like, kept there were like three kids who did it it became a thing <laughs> they kept having like it was like at first it was all night then you stay till like 3 a.m and then eventually it's like you're out of here at one but the students would uh would roast the teachers and or the teachers would roast the, roast the students and they would get their feedback from the fucking um girls in the grade and i guess he didn't know what he was talking about but there was a kid who was like known for having a big dick and they called his dick like smaug basically <laughs> and like the way the roasts work is that they would um they would give you like a uh, fake santa gifts basically that was a roast to you like mine was i was good friends and still am with like this english teacher so they basically implied that me and the teacher were gay or something <laughs> it's like you can get some quality time with your teacher and i was like cool he, he is probably really upset right now <laughs> but uh this one kid was like and you'll get a book on how to train your dragon <laughs> and it's like you you just didn't know what you were talking about there there is no way you knew what was going on no <laughs> yeah oh god no that that the feast was uh it was pretty weird it, it, it turned out to just be kind of boring like it got hyped up but because it had been ruined by the grades above us it's just like you just wander around and there's always teacher supervision and the teachers are always trying to socialize with you Ugh. like <laughs> The head of the school. Uh, I was alone at a different time. And I remember during the time I was like trying to play Monopoly with some friends. And this one kid wanted the room to himself. So we just flipped over the Monopoly board while we were playing. And we were just like, okay, man. All right, chill. But um, yeah, that was so but the lame. best one is when the teacher, the, the head of the school, or uh, what, like former head of the school, cornered Bennett and a few of our friends. It was like, you boys want to learn how to play euchre? <laughs> he just quartered them, and he spent an hour teaching them how to play euchre, the the card game. And they Bennett and just all of them were just sitting in agonizing boredom for an hour, and then eventually, like, you can leave if you want to. By the way, I hope I'm not keeping you here. <laughs> We just instantly stood up. Yeah. That pretty much ruined the entire night for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really lame. It's a, yeah, it was just a really lame, like, private school experience. It's basically just for, like, the frat guys. And if you're, yeah, if you were like us, we were like, I, I described it, I think, to Ty on a previous episode where we were like the nerdy kids, but the nerdy kids who didn't get bullied, basically, in high school. Yeah, it was small enough and, like, tight enough to where the nerdy kids, like, also hung out with the cool kids. Yeah, like, we, we could just kind of mingle with jocks and stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, it was small enough and tight enough that that happened. But we also, there was also, like, a group of nerds. Again, we talked about this on a bonus episode. But th there was a group of nerds that was, like, even worse than us. Like, they were, like, the theater kid runoff group. So we were just, like, into Hearthstone. So it was fine. Whereas, like, they were just, like, 
scary. So we, we <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, but I think we are already like way over time, and uh, I gotta yeah, do yeah. some stuff. But this was our reflecting upon our years at school, um, folks. If you enjoyed more episodes like this, we uh, we might do more of it in the future. And if you hated it, well. Uh, it can be a one-off, so just don't be nice to Bennett. He's new here. Um, <laughs> no, I can take it. But yeah, no, thank you all for joining us on us not talking about the Cleveland show. And uh, we'll see you all next week. I don't know what we're doing next week. We'll probably either do American Dad or Moral Oral. All right, catch you next time. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick, and then I'll be back to talk with Bennett. All right. Spencer, did you stop? I kept... Bennett, did you stop? Yeah, mine's going going still. All right, I'll be right back. Sweet. Do y'all do movies and TV, like, pretty regularly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm back. Sweet. All right. So we'll just, uh, I guess we'll start talking about since there's a character in this show that's like a perfect analog of the The boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right.